a good Sunday morning. Northgate and friends, it's time to get into God's Word. Lord, um, bless your Word today. The power of your Spirit. Amen. So this week, we are entering into a summer series where we're just going to teach a portion of the reading of the New Testament that we're going through as a church. For those of you who have taken on that commitment, and for those who have, we finished just at the beginning of the week reading through the book of Hebrews. So I wanted to share a little bit uh, on the book of Hebrews. Maybe some of you know the book well, maybe some don't. I didn't really know a lot of the book uh meaning of Hebrews. I remember being a teenager at summer camp one summer and uh, they had an old English preacher there named Dennis Appleby. And I remember how my heart burned within me, <laughs> you know, taking that phrase from from the Gospel of Luke, how when this scripture and what it meant, this book, these, thir these 13 chapters came alive to me. And I pray it will come alive to you today just in the little way to encourage you. So the book of Hebrews, author, quickly, just unknown. We we don't know, don't want to spend too much time on that, but we know who it's written to. Jewish believers, hence the name Hebrews, um, who had, yeah, believers become Christians. And they had left their old um, religious Jewish traditions that being many, the sacrificial system, that being the priesthood and the importance of that. But now they're facing tremendous persecution. So in these 13 chapters, this unknown author is trying to convince them that the decision they have made is the right decision. That decision to put their faith in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. So as they are, again, considering going back, the author is saying in a detailed argument from chapter, middle of chapter one, all the way through chapter 12 is saying, no, Jesus is better. And he goes point by point, better than Moses, better than the law, better than the sacrificial system, better than the priesthood better than angels, all the way back to one that Jesus is better. Don't turn away in the midst of the difficulty they were facing. They were persecuted. I think chapter 10 would say they were under many reproaches and difficulties and persecutions. And they had need of endurance. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Verse 35 of chapter 10. And uh, yeah, that endurance, perseverance, not in work, but in belief, in trust, in faith, that Jesus is the one. In chapter one, it's beautiful how the author says that Jesus is God, or the brightness of his glory in verse three, the express image of his person, and that Jesus had come and purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better, dot, 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 and then goes into all these things. Um, magnificent. How do we apply this to our lives, though? We're not Jewish. Um, at least most of the people, I don't know, maybe you are today. Uh, 
but I think we are facing a form of persecution. I think we all face tribulations. I think we all face reproaches and difficulties. Um, it came to my mind this week, just one day running that, yeah, our world's changing. I think that's become really obvious um, when it was easy maybe to be a Christian years and years ago. It's much more difficult. And if we don't agree with culture that's shifting, um, there seems to be consequences or there will be consequences. But even more so in our personal lives, we know scripture promises if we live a godly life, we will be persecuted. We will be challenged. And it's easy then to doubt. So how does this work? Yeah, well, persecuted, things are difficult. God, are you really there? God, are you the one? And I don't think we're going to turn back to our Jewish <laughs> traditions, because we're not Jewish. But it would be easy to turn back to things that bring us comfort. It would be easy to want to take control again after choosing to have faith in God, in trust in Him, to trust in ourselves, or to trust in how we can control in our work a situation. And no, that's not the way to go. We need to know that Jesus is better. He's the one to trust. He's the one that has us. You know, it also could be sin that leads us to this place where we turn away. And I've seen how sin can harden the heart. So beautifully, Hebrews intertwining, don't turn back to religious structure, also says don't turn to sin in chapters 3, chapter 6, in chapter 10. Chapter 10, don't insult the spirit of grace. And chapter 6, yeah, don't turn away when you've experienced uh, the goodness of God. Chapter 3, don't drift away. And um, I don't think in any way these need to make us be afraid, but we need to he heed the warnings that are given that Christ is better, not to give in to sin, not to go back to have control through structure, but to trust in Jesus, the captain of our salvation. And he's better. We know that. He's better than angels. He is the final sacrifice. He is the great high priest. Uh, his work on the cross has finished it once and for all. It's not our work. It's his work. It's finished. And we can diligently it says in chapter 4, rest in his finished work. Amazing for us today. Um, I love it in that because it's all about faith and trusting Jesus. Chapter 11 is all about the hall of faith. And men and women of the Old Testament who chose to look ahead to Christ and what that looked like in their life and believing in what they didn't see. And trusting in what they didn't see and keep going in chapter 12 that we're to keep our eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus. To um, let go of those things that so easily entangle us. Thoughts of the world, worries of the world, persecution, difficulty and, and sin as well. And uh, to trust in him to endure just three things, because I don't think we're going to turn back like the Jews, but there are things we can turn back to, as mentioned. Um, and I just have, um, yeah, things I see in my life when I'm squeezed, persecuted, when I doubt. These are three things that I might say. 
or turn to and maybe you're the same just to challenge you to encourage you uh, this morning angels jesus is better than the angels why would they want to turn back to the thought of angels well i think angels um are the idea of the supernatural trusting in miracles instead of jesus in what he does instead of who he is and i don't know it could kind of go like this in a difficult time uh, coming out of covid maybe a time in your life lord you have to show yourself real to me god show me um not necessarily a bad prayer but if that becomes our confidence instead of christ himself it can be a great danger lord if you are real show me we say and ask uh, the Pharisees asked the same thing. If you truly are the Messiah, well, give us a sign. And Jesus had no intention of giving them a sign, but said rather like Jonah in the whale three days and spit up and like him in the ground, the crucifixion, the resurrection, that would be the sign. And for us that he died and rose again, um, we don't need to see the supernatural in difficult times, but rather we need to trust in jesus christ and sometimes faith is more important but we desire to see but you have to have faith before you see otherwise you don't have faith and i think yeah persecuted difficulty them and us and oh god if you're real show up god has shown up jesus has come jesus work has saved us jesus is real and we need to, it says in chapter 4, diligently enter into the truth of his work and rest in him. The problem with miracles at times, if Jesus isn't involved at the center, they can be very deceiving. It says that in Revelation, that people are so deceived, and we see it in our day and age, looking for miraculous, and Satan can work in that kind of thing to take people away from the truth of Jesus. You know, Jesus is preeminent in control. Certainly there will be miracles and we believe in that. And he gives us strength and we see incredible things, but he gets the glory and that the miracles aren't to convince us um, that he's real. We know he's real, but they wanted to turn back and trust in the supernatural working of miracles instead of the supernatural work of God when you're in trouble God rescue me rescue me and God's just calling you to be with him and that's number one importance well the Jews as well thought angels are important because they gave Moses the law uh, and which is the the next kind of point that Jesus is better than the law better than Moses who gave the law certainly he's better than the structure of the law and how does that relate when we're squeezed or persecuted Maybe the second point, if you could find points in, in all of this. But yeah, we love action. We love control, as mentioned. And so when we're squeezed, well, if I know I'm doing the right thing, if I'm doing this, and I notice a lot of fight with some people in COVID, but it's almost give me my rights. Let me know I can do something because then I'm in control and I'm not being controlled. But the big problem in all of this is if we're not trusting Jesus and he's not controlling where we are, um, it could lead to utter disaster then because 
we can't do it. We're not right. And we love to blame others. But we're missing that our victory is in Christ and the cross and not in our ability to obey the law or how we view the law or what we think we should be doing when it's maybe not black and white in scripture. It's Jesus who saves us. It's his work that is final. Once and for all, he died and we are set free. And I know in my life there's a danger. Then if it becomes works and I identify in that and become zealous to feel better about myself instead of feeling better in Christ and what he's done. And again, just as I trust Christ and he does the supernatural, as I trust Christ, I want to obey and do what he says but my obedience is not what's going to save me in persecution it's trusting in Jesus and what he's done and he's said you know the thought with the law too you know we think of it and just the word of God um you can't detach this book from Christ it, it's it's Christ in the book, and so often we treat the Bible, um, I did not explain this without offending people, um, but the Bible becomes our God instead of Jesus being our God, and it's Jesus's word, and it enables us to grow in our relationship with him, but we don't worship the book, we worship the writer and the author of our faith, um, and when we do that, it brings spectacular fruit because it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword as Jesus is preeminent and works through as we trust him, his word. But believe it or not, this law, this book can't take preeminence over him. Don't worship it. I worship Jesus. The, as well, the high priest where does this fit in when we're squeezed and pressured? I found out in my life at times when I'm in trouble, only if I can talk to this mature Christian, I'll be okay. Or get their advice. We know the high priest in the Old Testament was to uh, do the sacrifice system, to do worship, even to be a judge or a counselor. But Jesus says, no, he is the final priest forever. Not from the line of Levi, but his line forever and I notice people when they're challenged want to go to their favorite teacher or their teacher's interpretation and so-and-so says this and so-and-so says that well what is God saying in his truth to you because that person's not going to save you um, their thoughts or their service or yeah what they do and often we treat God's servants uh, I don't know how to put this Again, maybe I'm running myself into trouble. I hope not. But um, we worship them. We love heroes. And we put our confidence in how they live instead of Christ himself. And Christ is our great um, high priest. He's the one who intercedes. Hebrews says he's interceding for us. And as we look to him and trust him and... I call the word self-feeding on him and his truth, Christ, and not having to be spoon-fed by others, which brings me to a point of almost borderline worship. 
of this teacher here and that teacher or this mentor, that mentor. No, Christ and the Holy Spirit has given me an anointing to hear from God and his word. And I go to him in trouble and persecution and I receive my strength from him and his truth and not what someone else says uh, about that. And obviously, again, as Christ is preeminent and in control, he uses people, but they can't become what I turn to in difficulty. I need to turn to Jesus because as we find out, they let us down. <laughs> I'll let you down. Everyone will let you down. Um, and that's not a good thing. And throughout this book, okay, when we're in trouble, we don't turn to these things. But rather, the end of chapter 5, again, the author is saying you need to become mature and know what solid food is. And in your senses, your spiritual senses, because you know Christ and his truth and what he's done, you can discern what is good and evil and walk in that way. You don't have to not progress. You need to be maturing as you know Christ and not turning to these things. And don't turn back in doubt to these things, but rather turn to Christ and his work and enter into it in faith, believing. And don't turn to the things that will not satisfy as reproaches and difficulties come, but endure. Understand the new covenant is so much better. Oh man, it's so much better. God is good. Keep going. And I guess this morning I want to encourage you through this book and this author saying to these Christians, don't turn back, don't get confused. Look to Christ. Why do you want the shadows? Or as a teenager in that sermon, when you can have the real thing. Maybe today for us, why do you want a picture when you can have the real thing? And that's all these Old Testament thoughts. This is all our work in ourself. Why do we want all of these things, maybe that Jesus does, but not want Jesus himself? His greatness is in who he is and what he's done in our forgiveness. And you live by faith and trusting that and understanding that. And there's these great cloud of witnesses, it says in chapter 12, cheering you on. Don't give up. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep trusting. Keep, keep growing in Christ as the author and perfecter of your faith. The finisher, the one who's endured such hostility. So you keep going, enduring. Because when there's difficulty, reproaches, and persecutions, you know, God is at work. And he wants to use you and I. So as much as difficulty is coming or is here in your life, you have to understand that as we trust in God and renew who we are spiritually daily in Jesus and what he's done, man, he's going to use us because Christ is amazing and he works through us for his glory. Praise God this morning. I hope I've explained it a little bit. I could go on for, for quite a bit, but just an encouragement this morning. Don't turn away. Don't turn away. Endure, persevere in faith. In faith, letting go of control, trusting the one who has it in control. Always renewing yourself, diligently entering 
uh, into him, into his rest, into his work, knowing what he's done, your high priest interceding for you, who has prepared a way, isn't that the beautiful part, prepared a way for you to go to him each and every day. The curtain is ripped and you can enter into his presence and receive grace and mercy. Not about your work, we can't do it. But entering into his presence and his work and receiving, it says in chapter four, as, his great, as our great compassionate and merciful high priest, we go and receive his amazing grace and mercy in time of need in that persecution. He gives us what, a, what we need as we trust in him to continue the work that he's called us to, the race of faith, the race of faith. We need to finish strong. Do you know Jesus that way? Is he the one who leads and directs? Do you know his work and are you resting in his work? Holy Spirit, help us to rest. Amen. If you don't know Jesus today, he's always inviting. He's always inviting us to himself, to his forgiveness, to his love. He's inviting us to this life of faith and holiness and trust in the midst of darkness and persecution to see many, many come to know him. Yeah. To answer, if you haven't, maybe you've drifted or you're drifting, come back to your anchor, the captain of your salvation, Jesus Christ. He loves you. So Lord, today, help us to continually walk with you in faith, to keep our eyes fixed on you, to diligently enter into your rest. You are better, better than anything we could do. We give control, we give our lives. We love you, Jesus. We pray this in your precious name. Amen.